Take a Ride podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. I'll be running the ball ISO this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. Episode 199. We're almost there. Ladies and gentlemen, 200 will be released tomorrow, a two-part series, so be on the lookout for that excellent content with some uh, humor behind it. Uh, This episode, we're just going to talk about some, excuse me, some recent news, and obviously the short, you know, amount of games, and I think I'll just highlight on some players that we can take in consideration in uh, your fantasy league, and honestly, the fantasy playoffs is around the corner. If it's not already for some of you guys, uh, you definitely want to take a look at it. Uh, So with that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. All right. Excuse me. So uh, the recent news, you know, with Joel and B, the situation that I do apologize for the listeners. I didn't have uh, any content for you yesterday, but it does appear uh, that he the injury Embiid had. It looks like it was his left shoulder. And the good news is, well, at least we've kind of figured. Well, I wouldn't say we kind of figured, but the issue was it could have been an extended absence. Uh, but it looks like he's going to miss seven to ten days, um, and this is tough. That's the expected range, but it could go up to three to four weeks. Hopefully, that's not the case. Uh, but there is a good chance that he misses more than one week, so keep that in mind. And if that is the case, the people is going to get the massive bump in that in his absence is obviously is Al Horford, uh, Tobias Harris. Obviously, he's already starting, but <clears throat> excuse me, Shake Milton. Um, it looks like, you know, Milkshake, I like to call him Milton or Milton Bradley. This guy, I, I tweeted out this yesterday and even today. This this is a guy that could potentially help you to win a fantasy championship. I think it's very important that we all have our noses in the free agency or the waiver wire because when the playoffs come around, there's going to be players like this that surfaces up and people kind of just like think that their team is built like a superstar team and wins. And in a lot of cases, that doesn't work. And I've been a component of that, you know, in the past in fantasy that you get, I guess the saying is you fall asleep behind the wheel and you don't want to do that, especially when the fantasy playoffs is coming up or if you're in the fantasy playoffs now. Um, but yeah, Shake Milton, I, I, I just think it's only... Um, I'll juice the orange a little bit on him, you know, a little bit later. But Forkon, Corkamats gets a nice boost in value in Joel Embiid's absence, Kyle Quinn. <clears throat> but the good, again, the good news is, at least in the NBA playoffs, um, he should be back. <clears throat> Excuse me. But as far as fantasy, I will be, con- you know, it is a concern. Now, I'll say this. Um, the trade that got denied from me, uh, actually, I explained that on episode 200. So be on the lookout for that. So, I, man, I, I could have actually had Joe and B, but I did not take him. And, uh, man, but anyways, let's move forward on uh, some more recent news. Just got to pull up some more. Oof, I, I think it only makes sense to talk about Andre Drummond. I, I said this a little bit earlier, probably about a week or so ago, that I'm concerned he misses his second uh, straight game. And to be honest with you, the minutes as he was playing in Cleveland, if you guys seen it, his minutes was on a downtrend. And that is an unfortunate thing. Um, I know it's his left calf and it's it's stated that um, he's day to day. I hope and I'm sure if you if if you're an owner of Drummond, you hope he doesn't miss any more time. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I'm sorry, I, I, I do apologize. I'm, I must have a little uh, getting over this uh, whatever this little throat thing is. But anyways, I but anyways, I just said that. 
the people that's going to gain value is Lance or Lance uh, Nance Jr. is going to be one, uh, and then Larry Nance. Man, that's why I had the issues. Larry Nance and, and Thomas Triscuits or Biscuits Tristan Thompson uh, are the players to own in this situation, and you can expect maybe in a deep dynasty format, Anti uh, Zizic might get some minutes, but I wouldn't put too much talking to him but for those that have Andre Drummond this is tough man and I know that you had to pay a premium on him because the type of uh, uh, value that he can give you in in return and it's just tough that he's in a he's in a bad spot in Cleveland a team that is on the tank tops right they they're tanking in a sense Luka Dantich uh, he sprained his his thumb a lot of obviously whenever you know he gets hurt in any way it's one of those things that you know, you, you, you basically just got to dip your head in the sand with your eyes over the sand and just hope that uh, water's not going to consume over your eyes. No. Or over your lips. No. I, I tried it. But he's going to be okay. Uh, it's just a sprained thumb. All right. So before we get to the games, let me go ahead and mention, uh, obviously, the trade deadline with Yahoo, which was yesterday. I know I put that forewarning a couple episodes ago, but I think you guys as listeners should understand this. There was a situation that happened. Trades. We all know about the vetoes. You guys know at this point in time, listening to this podcast, you know how I am about veto trades. But this one, this is a trade that this is, I want I want you guys' input on this, what you guys think about this. So in this league, and I am moving away from the commissioner duties, so I, I still delegate, but I have an individual that's doing a lot of great work, and I appreciate the gentleman doing the commissioning duties because I just I do not have the opportunity as much time as I used to, and it makes my skills in fantasy even a little bit weaker because I want to focus on helping those that play in leagues. You know, this is why we provide the content and the podcasting more often uh, at newlifefantasy.com, um, but... So the situation that happened was, when it comes to trades, let me mention this, there was an individual that likes to send trades all the time. And there's a difference between sending a trade and sending a trade. uh, Almost like a, okay, so when someone sends you a trade and you typically decline it, you would think the person would stop sending the same trade. But I, I suppose that this individual kept sending the same trade and getting declined. I mean, to me, how I take that, I don't take any, I mean, is it the best way to try to trade with somebody? No, absolutely not. But how this actually happened, it seemed to work for this GM and owner. And I thought it was really funny because uh, this person kept sending the trade offer to somebody and somehow wound up accepting it. The excuse behind it was this, that the reception was bad and accidentally accepted it and the trade went through. So does this stuff happen and am I calling someone, you know, not being honest? No, I'm not saying that. You know, he can he rightfully could have accidentally pressed accept in in Yahoo. But the thing that I always question and honestly, I've seen this situation actually unfold before, especially, you know, what's funny is when someone gets when someone gets caught in an act of doing something that, and I'm not, and again, I want to make this as, I want to make this as clear as crystal. I'm not saying that this person is not being honest. I'm not saying that, but I've seen circumstances that has unfolded like this in a similarity where somebody will deny that it didn't happen. And I get it. 
maybe. I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, but let me say this. In Yahoo, if, if you send a trade to somebody and you accept it on accident, there's another pop-up that comes up that says, are you sure? And I'm paraphrasing it. Are you sure you want to accept this trade? You can. You basically have two opportunities. So the first acceptance, like, you know, if you're getting the same offer to this individual, yeah, um, you would think you're automatically going to decline, right? And maybe, you know, the reception was bad. Like I said, the reception could have been bad, whatever the case, you know, uh, maybe a rabbit came out uh, of your pocket. Maybe your dog ate your homework. Maybe you dropped a cookie from the sky. You get what I'm saying? But let me just circle back to this situation. So you hit accept and you accidentally hit accept again. That's what, that's one of those things that you have to think about is what I'm saying. That's all I'm trying to say. If it was typically error, for sure. But I just, I just think that is classic. And I will mention that as a, as a pun, as a joke to the league, you know, just to be funny, is the trade reverse, reverse. Yes, the trade is reversed. No issues there. But again, this is just something that actually happens in a lot of leagues. And sometimes as commissioners or um, people that do the work in leagues, uh, they have to. And that's why I say I think people as those that are commissioners in leagues, I, you got to give more respect to the commissioners. Right. They put in the work. They have to delegate this stuff, you know, and when it comes to individuals, this is just something you got to think about. But again, not saying that it's not true, but that's just something that I think that needs to be mentioned. And I think that was (laughs) I thought it was kind of humorous, needless to say. But anyways, moving forward, let's get into the content here. So. The games that happened, we had uh, New York versus Philadelphia. Philadelphia wins 115-106. And going on the New York side, whew, glorious Julius Randle, 30-10-5 assists. What a solid game by him. Efficient, 11 for 18. Or excuse me, yes, 11 for 18. R.J. Barrett, inefficient, played a little bit better. Elford Payton came back in his game as a starter, looking good. 18 points with 12 assists. Dennis Smith Jr. got hurt. Mitch Robinson, he's getting the minutes. I just don't understand why they don't start him, but, you know, who am I? Um, but he definitely had three blocks. You, you like that. Six points, eight rebounds. Going on to the Philadelphia side, my, my guy, man, Shake Milton. I got to talk about him again. I'm sorry. I got to juice this orange a little bit more. Listen, Ben Simmons, we know the situation at hand, right? Now we got Joel Embiid hurt. Milton's, they are desperate for bodies. They need bodies on the floor. So in that sense, you got Corkamonts and Alec Burks. And Alec Burks is not even getting time. So it's almost like Burks is not the priority anymore. It's more focused on Shake Milton, uh, Matisse Thibel, which I don't understand why he's not getting enough minutes, right? But it's, it's typically to the stars. Actually, they keep using Glenn Robinson the third. Why they keep using him, I don't know. You know, it just they, they feel like he's a good starter. But it's like I said, it, it's still going to go to more of the starters. But, you know, Corkamonts and like I was saying, uh, Kyle Quinn, these are the guys you want. But Shake Milton, man, listen, 19 points, three rebounds, four assists, 
one steal, two blocks, them out of position stats, and he only took seven shots. He made all five of his three-pointers. Now, is this an outlier game? Yes, it absolutely is. But let this, I would say let him play a little bit more. Let him take more shots, and hopefully he, he keeps up this hot streak. You're feeling good about this? I know I am. You know, he... He's in, he's a, he was available in deeper leagues and even potentially shallow, shallow leagues. But the thing is, he's getting the minutes. So that's something you need to take that in a, in a priority sense because the playoffs is here. It's coming if it's not already here in some of your leagues. And this is the type of players that help you to boost you to get over the hump, as I was mentioning before. Anyways, going to the Portland-Indiana game, of course, you know I'm going to juice the orange on a player here momentarily. Also, um... Indiana barely won, 106 to 100, and this is obviously without Damian Lillard, so I really hope Indiana figures this out, how they can all gel together, because Dippo was back in this game, we know Jeremy Land is out for the, the rest of the season, tough break, uh, Justin and Aaron Holiday is going to get the bench minutes as the bench mop, the, the Monta Sabonis continues to do well, Miles Turner didn't do too bad as either. Uh, T.J. Warren had a little bit of a scare injury uh, thing on the. Oh, he was looking pretty bad at one point, but he looks like he's fine. Had 38 minutes. Malcolm in the middle. Brogdon finally taking the usage rate back up. Dippo, his usage rate took a maximum hit this game, uh, but that's okay. You know, we need Tim. To, we need him. I will say this: he looks a bit slow and I, I and I appreciate after this game because I was able to scour and watch this game I, I I'm thankful that was able to watch it because obviously uh some games out here in Ohio you just can't see but it was good to see this game I will say this uh he only played 25 minutes his minutes could come come back up but what I love that Victor Oladipo said he had mentioned hey I my mind is there and what I mean by that my mind is moving faster than my body in a sense and I'm paraphrasing that obviously He's, his body's not keeping up with where he wants to do because he's trying to get his body back in rhythm. You know, we, obviously he's been out, obviously for the year, and then you know took a couple days off. I just hope that he will be stronger. His body will be stronger when it comes time in fantasy, your fantasy playoffs. It may not be the case, but let's hope that is the case. Now Portland. Oh my goodness. Whiteside had himself a solid game. 18-16. Um, four blocks. Okay. Carmelo Anthony only took eight shots. That's okay. That's that's actually not too bad that he didn't take all those shots. It's weird. But guess who took a lot of shots? We know CJ McCollum did his thing. 28 points and eight assists. We know that. He was inefficient. But the guy I got to juice the orange on, of course, as you guys probably know by now, is Gary Trent Jr., this guy had 40 minutes, 20 points, five rebounds, only one steal, uh, seven for 15, hit four snipes. The reason why I get excited for this is because I like to dig in the garbage cans for players in deep dynasty leagues. And sometimes when you dig in the garbage cans, you might just find something that can be handy for you that comes into something that's relevant in, in, a, in a relevancy that can be almost potentially in a it comes from a deep dynasty league to a deep league and then it comes to like a competitive 14 16 man league and sometimes even a 12 man league it, league in this sense 
because right now he's getting the minutes. One thing I will say that is beautiful. We know Damian Lillard's out. We we definitely know that. We know you you uh, Joseph yo man Joseph. We know Nurkic is out. Obviously, you know he, when is he going to come back? Yusuf Nurkic. But listen, whether when Lillard comes back, that's fine. We know Gary Trent. He might not even start anymore, right? He's probably going to come off the bench. But the beautiful thing is, he's getting the rotation minutes, and that's what you love. You know, obviously, when the season started and a dynasty startup, this is the thing. That's this is why I always talk about be careful when you pay premium premiums on certain rookies, right? Because you're just like everybody was on, you know, on the hype train or the echo a little bit on Nasir Little or Anthony Simons, and I like those players, and I'm not saying they're not good because Simons had 21 minutes too, to be fair. But Gary Trent Jr. was overlooked. I remember. And with that said, you know, with Simmons and Little, it's easy to look overlook those play. Well, it's easy to overlook Gary Trent Jr. because of those two players in particular, right? Because these are the players that we expect to do okay or do well in the deeper formats. And this is why, again, searching like a scavenger hunt or where's Waldo or, you know, the word puzzles, all of that is very important in fantasy and deep dynasty formats. And that's why I said we give you the dynasty. Is this a dynasty driven podcast, but we still give you the sprinkles of the redraft and points leagues, because I know that there are listeners that do that here. So in a sense, where I'm trying to circle back into is What we're trying to do is to provide you those players earlier than other gyms. But just to give you the heads up and idea, it is important. Or here's, again, your cheat code to always, this is the time right now in fantasy, you're getting actually a little bit closer until once it gets, when you get closer to the regular season, one of the things I want to share is it is important to not just, even if you're out of the playoffs, I get it. It's it's rough. Like, dang, I, I don't care anymore. Like, I'm not even going to make the playoffs. And you just kind of like hit the, the restart button, right? But I just, I say don't hit the restart button for next year because you need to still be active. And what I mean by that is still play, here, This if this is going to help out, put it in this perspective. Although you might be out of the season, play all the way through. Just for if you play Yahoo, you want to have your percentage winning record still to be decent, right? You want to have a good rating. I don't, you know, those that have bronze ratings and, you know, I'll clown um, anybody like LT, you know, because when you start putting the tank tops on or you tank, you just kind of like just don't care anymore. I I think it's important to carry those ratings with the badge of honor, right? So in a sense, you play it through even if you lose it out. If you don't make the playoffs, it's okay. But you play it through and you learn. And what I mean, you're learning. You're going to learn what players that are going to be important during the end of the season because that's when obviously the load management, we've already getting load management today. We know that, right? With players and superstars already. But the massive turnover with load management is going to be real at the end of the season. And what you need to do, even if your fantasy season ends a little bit earlier, look as look at it as if the season was to continue on. Look at what players is for doing well in the free agency and your waiver wire. Because these are players that can potentially pop next year. And that's why I said it's important to measure all of these uh, traits to happen, you know, for you in the future. And, and a guy that... Um, you know, I was high on who was it? 
I know it was, it was not none. It was somebody else I was eyeing. I think it was like around the G League. So I can't remember who it was at the pool. But these players that just kind of um, come out of the blue. Like, okay, Alex Lynn, like last year. I know it's like, oh, gosh, Starks. Alex Lynn is not doing anything this year. He He's not, right? But the thing with Lynn, and this is a true case, if he somehow found minutes on the court, he'll do fine. That's the case. And he just had a double-double. But it's just... I don't know what the, what the issue is, but the point that I'm trying to make is it's just important to play this season all the way out, okay? Um, that's kind of ISO in on the, the Gary Trent situation. So going back to that, and then I'll get back to the rest of the games. Just do apologize, guys, but um, Gary Trent, uh, if you have him, you're feeling good right now. All right, so the next game I will touch up on is, uh, obviously, this is going to be a relatively short episode. It's really actually laid out here in Ohio right now. Um Oklahoma beats Sacramento 112 to 108. And uh looks like Darren Fox did not make it into this game, but let's just go ahead and jump into it. Uh Harry Harry Barnes, Harrison Barnes had himself a pretty good game, 21 points, efficient five assists. But I think obviously the guy that we need to talk about, it's only real now, is Harry Giles the third. In 24 minutes, 18 points, eight rebounds, one assist, very efficient. 7 for 11, made all of his charity stripes, um, 5 for 5. And the thing about him, and, and Nemanja Bielisa had a nice game, by the way. So did Corey Joseph with 11 assists and 3 steals. But Harry Giles, I got to juice his horns too. These are the guys, right? The waiver wire. You know, it's like they're giving you that production that you got you to gotta take notice of. And you got to grab the bull by the horns. And you got to play these players. If he's available, honestly, in a shallow format... This is a hard thing. Well, it's almost like a hard pill to swallow, but it's the truth. You know, with Rashawn on Rashawn Holmes on Holmes, uh, you know, these players like where are they at, right? Like where where what's what happened? You know, uh, these injuries. But the thing with Harry Giles, and, and here's the case, he is a, a project that's been in the NBA for a couple years. And like I, I honestly believed he was gonna be potentially pretty good. It's just all about if he got minutes, but obviously minutes has held him back. You give him starter minutes, and if you give him minutes, then he could be pretty good. And he is a person that, check this out, he's worth like a 12-man, potentially a 12-man league. This is the type of value that he is producing in this in these minutes, right? And the, you know, this game, with that, you know, the stats I, I shot out, a few games before that, he had 32 minutes, man. You give him some minutes, and that was a double-double game. Give you that power forward center, Phil. Um, and honestly, he's probably available in deeper formats. And for those that are snoozing, uh, unfortunately in fantasy, you know, I seen him snooze. Uh, well, when see, I didn't see him literally snooze, but I seen a league that I was in that someone snoozed. Because, and honestly, there's been a lot of active moves, but as this season where it's, it's almost like a... So it's like a boxing fight. I want you to take fantasy basketball and think it's a boxing fight, right? You got your 12 rounds of boxing. And then, you know, it's like Mike Tyson. Okay, you guys remember. I mean, you know, there's younger and older, but I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with Tyson. Tyson, The Tyson effect was like, you feel good the first couple rounds, the first couple weeks, right? One, two weeks, like, yeah, man, I'm in the fantasy. I'm feeling good. And then 
as you guys know, typically, and you know, it's not always the case, as Tyson continues to go on in each round, he starts to wear down. You know, the power punch in effect. If you guys ever play Tyson's punch out, regular Nintendo, that's super old school. Mike Tyson, each round that you go into, his punches is not the one hit knockout too much anymore. It starts to get weaker. So what I'm saying is people, all of us in fantasy, and we obviously have busy lives. It, things happen, and there's... It, People start to kind of not pay attention too much. And that's another thing that initially when you fall asleep behind the wheel and um, when that happens, you have opportunity to be that gym, that owner, that wise, gritty gym. And, and like if you play in uh, uh, acquisition budget leagues for those free agency acquisition budgets, if you're not familiar with that terminology, you can either do the waiver wire, which is cool, or you know do the waiver priority in Yahoo formats, or you can also do uh, the fab budget system, which I think it's really fair across the board. But if you do either one is fine, right? But if you put your waiver in, or if you have fab money, and you could get, you can honestly almost get away with some players that need to be actually paid more on because I'm in a situation now that I lost a lot of fab, you know, paying for certain players, but there's players that I'm thankful that I was able to get on a cheap. You know, one of them right here, Harry Giles, another one, like I mentioned earlier, Shake Milton, uh, Milton Bradley, or, you know, Milkshake Milton. These guys right now could be potential players that help you and anchor you in the fantasy playoffs. Now, is it a short term? Short term? Uh, excuse me, short term thing? Yeah, potentially it could be. But what about what if it's long term? And that's the thing that you always have to keep that in your mind. So yeah, I just had a had to basically juice that orange on Harry Jaws. It's just one of those things I get more. Uh, giddy and ISO on, on, you know, deep performance, because I know, you know, if you guys are obviously familiar with me, it's like, I've always talked about trades and, you know, improving your team. That's perfectly fine. But it's also what's more, even more important than trades is to dig in the waiver wire and really reach it, you know, reach in the basket or dump your face in the water, try to pull that apple out. No need to say that, but you got what I'm saying. Oklahoma City side, SGA had himself a decent game, 20 points and, you know, stats behind it. Chris Paul did well. Danilo Gallinari did well. So did Dennis Schroeder. Um, I mean, inefficient with the 13 points and seven assists, but you like that. Uh, and then the last game, did I touch up on? Yeah, I touched up on that game. The last game I want to talk about is the, the Lakers and Golden State game. And I think it needs to be mentioned as well, too, that you know, the Curry news had came out like, oh, man, you know, Curry's hand, he's going to probably play potentially Sunday. Now it looks like, yeah, not probably so much. That, well, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but Steve Kerr said, you know, he's got to still go through, um, you know, obviously like conditioning, whatever he had to do. Um, he, he got to, he'd get, he needs to do more things on the court to be particularly like ready, ready. But anyways, going to this game, there's nothing much to say. I mean, Dwight Howard had himself a nice game off the bench. So did the Coos. Uh, to, to, to Anthony Davis, I mean, they didn't really need all of the players to do well, right? And it looked like Rondo started this game, which is interesting. But Golden on the Golden State side. Now, Marquise Chris, you should still be excited to have him. Only in 23 minutes. He didn't do too much. Um, the Dragon Bender. Man, this guy is an original guy. He started. He didn't do too good. Uh, Damian Lee. 
Is it Damian Lee? Jordan Poole, the pool shark, and Damian Lee continues to start. I guess I'm going to question who is going to be the odd man out when Curry comes back. Is it going to impact them both? I think it's still to be seen. Maybe the pool shark will maybe get benched. And maybe Damian Lee starts. But I will say this Jordan Poole, this game, I love this game from him. Um, the 16 points and 8 assists, he was distributing the ball. I love to see that. Get those sneaky assists. Now, Damian Lee had a good game too. Inefficient. But he did hit four snipes. Kavon Ludi did okay off the bench. Look at that. Uh, Kai Bowman. Obviously, it's going to be it's going to impact him probably the most because he had 30 minutes. So you can expect when Curry starts warming up, he is going to, you know, stifle those minutes. But Eric Pascal off the bench, 23 points. You feel good about that. Um, should I give? Let's see. A, at this episode, like I said, 199. Um. I'll, I'll touch up on the dynasty guy real quick for you guys. I, I do apologize for this evening, and I didn't get you the content content yesterday, so forgive me for that. Also, let's jump into Chris Dunn. This is interesting. Chris Dunn for the Chicago Bulls. As you guys know, he's injured. Put the dynasty format, and then we'll get to the clutch shot. How do you really value this guy in the future? Let's say it like this in particular. You know, I I know I remember a few years ago, actually what was it 3 to 4 years ago when he came out, he was exploding in the summer league and he was basically about to be a, a potential force to be reckoned with. And he, you know, with that the hype train, the echo came out so hard that I remember in a dynasty format you know, people are all over him. He went so high, and, and I'll be honest, it was 16 man league. I think he went in the fourth or fifth. And what I was in the, this is the beautiful thing. I remember there was a trade that I advise and suggest too that when someone gets so fully excited into, into the echo or hype train on, on rookies, then you can flip it. And because there could be a potential, excuse me, that could be a potential bust. And Chris Dunn is still, excuse me, pretty young, by the way. He's 25 years old. He's going to be probably, he's going to be 26 this year, but he's still a young player. But I will say that what if a rookie becomes a bust? That's always something you have to kind of question. So going back to this in particular, Chris Dunn this year, we definitely like what he's doing. He's ranked 90. In nine cat category leagues, this is a really good season. Now, a few years ago, he finished seventy seventh. You almost felt like that he was going to just kind of start tailoring off in Chicago because we know about the situation with the guards. You know, you got Kobe White, Kobe Cheese, what we like to call him here, right? And then you have um, Thomas Sedaransky, and then Chris Dunn. So it's like, what, what are you doing? Like, how, how is Chicago going to operate that? So it almost seemed like Chris Dunn was going to be the odd man left out with the situation, but. What he was able to do in a short, you know, his minutes honestly has reduced this year at 24.9 minutes. But the beautiful thing in those minutes is his steal rate. And that's what's keeping him on the court, honestly. And this is why we always talk about the steal rate on, on players in, in fantasy, because that's just not something that it's you can pluck out of the tree of a high rate that he's doing at two a game. You know, there was at one point in the season he was battling with uh, Ben Simmons as the top, you know, uh, thief, thievery or thief artist, 
you know, stealing the ball. But he's not, just keep in mind, he doesn't score because he's only averaging seven points this game. He's under a three-pointer. That's putrid. Rebounds putrid. It's just not too bad at three. Last year, though, he obviously he was more of an assist artist with six. But where his value is really drinking the Kool-Aid on is the steal rate. And that's what makes him a unique type of player that you can always pick up under your disposal. Obviously, he's probably available in a lot of formats now. You know, there's no need to actually hold him on your team because of the, you know, the time he's going to be out because he's not a superstar. But Chicago, I'll say this, it's like, well, you know, what does the future look for look uh, for him in particular? The best, I'll be honest with you, um, it, it, he would be lucky to get 28 minutes a game, you know, the next few years. He would be lucky if he stays in Chicago because obviously the, the potential, you know, talent there that could be. Um, but I think what, what is his ceiling? If he stays in Chicago, his ceiling is like a top 75 player. Do I think he'll get that the next three to four years? No, I don't actually see him doing that in Chicago. You know, the best year that he had was in 2017, a 77th ranked player and his minutes was 29 minutes and he scored. That was his career high scoring 13 points, averaging six assists. And he did get two steals. Now you give this man 29 minutes now. Just imagine what the potential amount of steals that he could get. He could be a little bit over two uh, steals a game. But that's still to be seen. Unfortunately, if he stays in Chicago and if Thomas, I mean, Tom, they have to, you have to understand Chicago signed Thomas Sandoransky. So it's just like, uh, you got, you drafted Kobe White. So it's like, uh, is Chris Dunn going to be the future with them? You know what I mean? And, and, and he's coming off the bench too. Or if he, even if he starts, you know, how fast will he get sent back on the bench, right? So he is, is he a one-trick pony? Yeah, pretty much at this time, he, he definitely is. We would like to see some type of um, input into another category, maybe three-pointers, right? Maybe he could be a, a three and, you know, three and D, right? Because he's giving you D, the Ds. Oh, wait a minute, that didn't sound right. He's giving you the defense, right? But <laughs> But he's not giving you the threes, so at least do that or get some, you know, aim at a different, you know, category. Help us out, right? It's, it's fantasy GMs or fantasy owners. But, um, you know, longer story made short that his ceilings are 75 in the next three to four years. Staying in Chicago if the, if the chemistry or the, if they stay the same, the team, the, if it's orchestrated the same. But I don't even think he can, he can get to that. There will be some days that he's going to provide that, Um I just hope that the menace is going to come. If I would like for him to go to a different team because there's still, I believe there's still talent in him. Um, I will say that a lot of people wrote him off this year, but he's he's played, you know, as a top ninety player. That's that's pretty good, and you gotta you gotta take that for what it is. And just to be honest with you, he's he's played fairly well this year um, in the time that he's been given in Chicago. So. I think the realistic amount is the next three to four years, he's going to hover around 100 range. Um, if someone, if you were a believer that he can land to a different team where it'll be in a better t- situation for him, then that would change his value, obviously. But as of right now, that's what I have it at. Um, and I know it's just like, why are we talking about Chris Dunn? He's not even doing anything for me in the playoffs, right? Or I, I need something like that. Now I need steals right now, but 
obviously it's a dynasty podcast. So we we look at players and we like to talk about the future on certain players, right? I mean, we could talk about, you know, back to Jonathan Isaac, that's not going to do nothing for anybody this year. But obviously, he's going to be a clear-cut guy that everybody wants in a dynasty format. So even though he might start fading away, uh, at, when the season's over, his his value may, it, I would say, is going to take some shots down and redraft from points leagues. Dynasty formats is still going to be pretty rich, but it'll be a little bit cheaper. But back at Chris Dunn, I know that was just a segue, ISO, just a rant, but that's fine. You guys are accustomed to it. Um, but... Chris Dunn, Chicago. Chicago's just, it's just a bad fix right now. But Kobe White, Kobe Cheese has been exploding there the last few games, and I'm sure those that have him, uh, is it's basically excited to see maybe the potential. Um, so you guys, clutch shot I will take this evening. I will say thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, again, this was episode 199. 200, part one is coming out tomorrow. I hope you guys like it. Please, you know, if you have any comments, let us know. Uh, and if you guys want ideas, let us, you know, or things that is implemented in the podcast, let us know. But just also know this, that it's a long one. It's a three-hour episode, but that's why it's a two-part series. So enjoy it for this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Uh, a lot of... Uh, a lot of banter. I will say that a lot of banter, but it's a lot of fun banter and, and good content, good information. And I think for those that are Brandon Ingram fans, be be on the lookout for that episode. It's going to be tailored to that. And and towards the end of the podcast episode, it's going to be a cheat code that I give. So listeners, uh, that is my clutch shot. Make sure you guys check out newlifefantasy.com. Join the mailing list. Join as a member for free. It helps our brand to continue to grow. Make sure you guys also um, subscribe, sub-zero that subscribe button on YouTube, uh, hit the bell, comment below, give us a thumbs up. Also make sure you guys subscribe to take a ride podcast. It helps out. If you have iTunes, make sure you five star and review it. And, and we have it, this podcast pretty much available in all podcast formats. Let your friends, let your family know, let everybody know to help us out again. Uh, you guys know where to find me. And find everybody else on the team of New Life Fantasy. Um, you can fi- follow me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also follow me on Instagram on Closing Hero. I'm a little bit more active on Twitter. Um, give me a follow. Ask me a question. I'll get do the best I can to get you, to you at your question at a prompt time. Um, God bless you guys. With that being said, have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride. Mm-hmm.